This is Richard Brake, who plays Doomhead, and you're listening to The Horror Returns. Stay tuned. <laughs> Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Alright, welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, uh, Philip the Surfer, Brian the Eskimo, and tonight we've got a special guest helping us to celebrate the horror films of Australia. You guys have read plenty of his uh, articles that we've posted on the uh, uh, the group page, if you're in The Horror Returns group, and uh, you've, you've heard us read several of his uh pieces of feedback but we finally got the gentleman who probably needs no introduction although if philip were to try to introduce it he would be mispronouncing your name <laughs> every it's, time uh, <laughs> bead germain what's going on bead thanks for coming oh not too bad thanks lance although to be fair lance um, it's actually germain so oh, not, to embarrass, you. Uh, <laughs> not to embarrass that's you bitch. on your own show <laughs> no that's but, great um, Although to be fair, I've he- I have heard every single mispronunciation of my name of my entire life, and I'm kind of just find it more funny now than anything. So, right. To be fair, everyone kind of mucks it up on the. No, that's that's perfect. So <laughs> well, my bad for doing it. Yeah, my bad. For it, it makes it just makes me laugh. It my makes bad me laugh for when it happens. Fucking up your last name, man. <laughs> At least you got the first one right. It tends to be the first name that everyone gets wrong. Oh, that was guy. me. <laughs> yeah, I've got it wrong a couple times. <laughs> All right, Bede. Yeah, well, so you're, you're, you're a man of a million talents, so we, we know you work with Marcy on uh, Super Marcy Network, right? What do you do uh, there? Yes. Uh, I mainly, well, I co-host the podcast with her um, over there. We are, I would, we're on a bit of a hiatus at the moment, but we're hoping to um, record some new episodes um, very soon, and particularly a new spinoff show that she and I have been working on. Which uh, we won't give too much away of what that is yet, but uh, we're she and I are very much looking forward to it. And I also do a whole bunch of reviews and columns over there, and um, I also contribute to um, uh, another website, which is uh, thescreencast.com, which is also a, a horror website and podcast. So I do, funnily enough, in theme of this episode, uh, an Australian horror themed column over there. So you can check all oh. that stuff out there. Hey, what about this uh, film that you directed? Oh, um, I recently directed a, a short 90-second film, like the definition of a short film, <laughs> just telling. But it's called um, – uh, it's a little drama called Solace, um, and it's about – I guess what? how could I describe the plot of a film in 90 – that only goes for 90 seconds? Um, it's just basically about a married couple who sit down and have a bit of – a chat about something that's happened to him recently and that's all you really need to know because there is a bit of a twist in there but i don't want to give what that is 
So, but you can find that short film on the uh, the Facebook page for the group uh, Fortnite Films, and that's Fort as in like you know fighting someone, and Knight as in like mm-hmm. you know a knight in shining armor. And we also got a YouTube channel that the short films are there too. But I'll send you guys the link to it uh, a little bit later, so you can everyone can check it out. Sounds great. Right. Yeah, I know cool. Brian. Brian will put all the links up, right, Brian? Absolutely. Awesome. Mother, motherfucking director on the show. That's right. We're moving on up. Uh, <laughs> only, I've only made one film so far. For all I know, it's probably my first and last movie I'll ever oh, make. So we'll... <laughs> Come on. This will be the beginning. When you win the Academy Award, you could be thanking us. Yes. <laughs> you, sure. You'll be the first part. I'll give you guys a shout out for being the first podcast I'd talk about my now directing career in. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're going to hold you to it. Yep. All right. Well, listen. I, uh, I I know you've listened to the show quite a bit, but uh, as our guest, we we want to ask you the question first. That we always start out with what what is the coolest thing besides, of course, the uh, three films we're going to talk about, the features. What's the coolest thing you've seen this week, Beat? The theme of you know the podcast. I did watch a film the other day that I really liked called uh, Killers, which is a 2014 Japanese slash Indonesian. Uh, sort of psychological thriller directed by the Mo brothers. It's sort of about uh, this journalist who watches this um, uh, website where people post up videos of murders and one, he gets taken in by this, this bunch of videos by this one serial killer. And eventually um, the serial killer actually contacts him and then they form this like really kind of complex and psychological relationship with each other. And they kind of egg each other on to like murder people and all that, especially the journalists. And it's actually executive produced by Gareth Evans, who directed all the raid films. So there's a bit of action. So it has a bit of action in it, but it's more sort of this sort of dark psychological kind of um, cat and mouse kind of film. And since it sort of takes place in both Japan and Indonesia, it's, kind of interesting in like where it explores like its story and it comes up with some interesting themes and ideas within it as well but it's really well done and um and i definitely recommend it it's uh killers not to be confused with the ashton kutcher film just just to uh clarify but if you can find track down killers um it is really cool and i definitely recommend that one for sure awesome sounds sounds a little like the new uh dark web movie huh it does. Um, I'm, yeah, well, I'm not sure how close it is in terms of how, the plot for this one. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, but, yeah, but but Killers is actually a pretty damn a pretty damn good film. It's definitely probably one of the coolest films I've seen this week for sure. Cool, I'll check that one out. Let's go. I was going to say that's pretty much the coolest thing that's, I've seen this that's week. That's the big so. one, huh? Killers. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. Uh, well, I. Uh, it, I got to start with uh, Incredibles 2. I took the kids to see that, and uh, we had a blast. Yeah, it was fun. I know not horror-related at all, but uh, uh, not as good as the first one, but still pretty kick-ass. Definitely worth checking out. Um, Actually, I did see Incredibles 2 this week as well, and I I pretty much agree. It's not as good as the first one, but as Mm -hmm. far as Pixar sequels go, I think it's the best one since uh, Toy Story 3, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I also saw it this week. 
with yeah. kids. Yeah. What'd you think? She's good I, movie, I, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I just hope we don't have to wait another 14 years for another Incredibles movie. Oh, I know. I kind of want to see the kids grow up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I saw, uh, I caught Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I had been avoiding this movie. I guess I just hadn't really heard anything great about it. And, and it just sort of fell by the wayside. And uh, I started watching it. And it's as dumb as it sounds. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the plot's a little stupid. But the action is great. Yes. Um, I thought she did a pretty damn good job as Laura Croft. Uh, even though she's not like the traditional Laura Croft. Yeah. Um, but I, it was it was a lot of fun, man. It was it was a pretty cool movie. I had a blast. Yeah, it sure was. I agree. And that's all I got this week. Uh, let's see. Um, I checked out Tao on Netflix. Oh, with, I want to uh, see that. What is that? Um, Who is in that? Um, I always mess up her name. Mika Monroe. Mike. Mika. Uh, I think it's Mika. Yeah. Okay. From it follows. <laughs> Yes, and uh, Gary Oldman's the voice of Tao, which is uh, the I guess like a smart house type. I, I don't want to give too much away because oh that one yeah we we reviewed the trailer. It's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty decent. She's I I really enjoy her in movies. Uh, I don't like pretty decent. I don't like hearing that. Yeah, it it was it felt like it was going on forever though. Oh, no. That that was my and I didn't like the main antagonist. Um, he was the villain in the first Deadpool movie. Oh, oh that guy. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was just kind of bland. Yeah, I looked it up and I saw a picture of that douchebag's face and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't watch it in the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're looking for something on Netflix, check it out. But right. it, it, it it's okay. Um, but the thing I really enjoyed, I checked out last night, was uh, The Domestics. Oh, with, uh, okay. Kate so Bosworth. Yeah. I really it's it's a mix. It's kind of Mad Max esque with the kind of Walking Dead kind of vibe to it. Right. And uh, Philip, we talked about it, how you wanted them to ex- kind of explain the gangs a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't really explain the gangs. Oh, <laughs> so, uh. but you kind of you kind of get the gist of it when you get introduced to them, what they're about. So definitely. Uh. Uh, I yeah, because I was I was hoping it started with like a, a, a like a like a really cool narrative intro. Mm-hmm. It, it, I guess it didn't do that. No. Yeah, you were uh, um, like a voiceover. Yeah. Yeah, but I definitely it's a it's a recommend for me. I had a lot of fun watching it. You gotta set up the world. Yeah, so like and the warriors or what? Uh, I would go more Mad Max. Okay. So. Um, so. And, yeah, and the worst thing I've seen this week was uh, Truth or Dare. Is that true? Oh, oh, yeah. Not so cool of the week? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, go ahead. That, that movie was hilarious. Like, there's a scene in that movie where a, a character, not it's not too much of a spoiler, has to get really, really drunk and drinks a whole entire oh my God. Of, of vodka. Yeah. And that then the next scene, terrible. he's like, all right. I get I drink vodka all the time, and I get right. drunk off it after just, like, a couple of, like, you know, like not even a quarter of a bottle. And I'm like, I don't know. Anyone could like not be drunk after a whole bottle. That's just insane. <laughs> Especially a 90 year old teenage or 90 pound teenage girl. Right. Yes. She <laughs> seemed like, to exactly. be sober minutes later. Oh boy. <laughs> but this, um, we've, we've, yeah, we've already discussed this movie. I'm not going to go. 
Right. Go Enough much into it, but this this might be but thinking of it as a comedy, yeah. it's kind of funny. So yeah, mm-hmm. It's definitely a kind of film that you have to... It's best to watch with a group of friends and get really drunk and then just make fun of it as you're watching it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. See, and I've, I've seen it a couple of... T- or like, I've seen it listed on the screen a couple of times and been really tempted to watch it. And I'm like, ah, they said it was really bad. I don't know if I want to get into this. <laughs> Yeah. It's, more hilarious. it's more you've, you've hilarious bad, I'd say. Yeah, yeah it's more you kinda have, bad. You kind of have to watch it, wouldn't you guys say? I oh, guess. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be my not cool next week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> be sure yeah. you have your handy vaporizer ready, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, what did you oh, check and, out, Leah? And to be fair, I'm a pretty terrible surfer, but I still get out there and try. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who hey who else is watching The Expanse? Anybody? I've not seen The Expanse, but I've been wanting to. Yeah, speaking of not horror, so they're in their third season, and it's probably the best season so far. And the and the show started off with a bang. I love it. And I didn't even realize this until a friend of mine pointed out because I've never read the novels, but a friend of mine pointed out. He said, "Hey, uh, by the way, each season follows each novel perfectly." From beginning to end, and I'm like, no kidding, that's very rare. That a that's TV how you show do a book. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, With the TV uh, show, why not? Yeah, this one is uh, this third third season. The the uh, novel is called Abaddon's Gate. At least I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm not doing very well tonight on the pronunciation, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's really good because a lot of the people that you meet, the first season, you've mainly got three disparate groups of people that each have their own thing going on, kind of like an ensemble cast. And then in the second season, you you see where they're getting closer together, and now we're in the third season, pretty much everybody's uh, met up, and they're working together now. So, it's a it, yeah, it's a really good show, and they had actually canceled it, or Sci-Fi Network had, and I guess, uh, uh, who, who just picked it up? Was it Hulu? Do you guys uh, know? I thought it was Netflix that picked it up, or was that... Another show. Um, maybe, I maybe, in, maybe in Australia. You know how different, uh, yeah, different well, countries and regions. Yeah, well, I know that the Expanse is on Netflix here. Like, they got okay. all the seasons on there, and when the new season popped up, it was just automatically on there. Um, okay. I don't know. Like, how many books are, are there in the actual um, book series? Uh, eight, like, eight and counting right now. So we need at least eight seasons to cover all the books in the series Correct. so far. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It was it was Amazon. Amazon. Okay, here oh, okay. it's Amazon. Okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, if you like hard, since we talk about zero horror and our cool of the week lately, figured I'd throw that in there. So if you like good hard science fiction, definitely check out The Expanse. And uh, on that note, Brian. Do we have any uh, headlines this week? First season, the murder house and the coven season crossover. Oh, Bede, right. do you watch? Do you watch that show, Bede? Uh, I've watched the first couple episodes of the first season. I've been meaning to get back into it. Like I know from what people tell me, like the show, it can be either like all over the place in terms of quality, but from just right. hearing the kind of the trashiness of it, I definitely want to like get back into watching it. But I mean, what's great is that since it's an anthology show, I can just pick and choose any season i want to watch really so but um i need to get back into it because i was about at least halfway during murder house when i was watching mm-hmm. it and, and i really actually dug what i saw so at that point 
Yeah, I have That's... some seasons I like, some seasons I hate. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's really all over the place for me. That's kind of the best part of that show, though, is that you can pick up any season and just true watch it stand alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Purge TV series will premiere September 4th. And I was going to have us review the teaser trailer, but there wasn't really much to it. You can pretty much, if you've seen mm-hmm. it, you know what to expect in the teaser trailer. So, um, not much to go on, huh? Look like took me out of purge movies and just people <clears throat> getting killed and nothing really as far as what the actual story or anything is going to be. So, okay. yeah, that's what I think. Like, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the second and third purge film, so I'm kind of curious, um, just to yeah. see how they're going to approach that story with a TV series. It's going to be interesting on how they do that. Yes, this will be, like I said, September 4th, and it will premiere simultaneously on the USA Network and Sci-Fi. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. That's an interesting uh, choice. Yeah, not a lot of news here. Let's see. The Grudge remake will now be called Grudge. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every uh, franchise reboot's doing that. Just remove the dirt from the title. And- <laughs> yeah. Right. Got. The Terminator, and Terminator. what was another one? It uh, makes it edgier. Predator, Predator. I'll act, I will know. Well, the Predator changed it around. It was Predator, but now it's the Predator. Oh, there. no. <laughs> See, you thought you knew where they were going. See, that's right. what I think um, uh, that the new Halloween movie that's coming up, if they want to sort of uh-huh. make sure, because my biggest issue with it is like it's just still called Halloween. Halloween so it's kind of. Sure. They should just call it the Halloween or something. <laughs> the Halloween. <laughs> Halloween night. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> too far out of the box. Yeah, too far. <laughs> and our last little bit of news here. Uh, Jared Leto is jumping over to Marvel. He will play okay. Morbius, the living vampire in their oh, Sony Spider-Man universe that doesn't include so- Spider-Man. Well, we'll see how Venom does, but I like Jared Leto as Morbius. I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to cast somebody as a vampire, you can't do any worse than Jared Leto, just say. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess it all depends. Like, it all depends on how successful Venom is when it comes out. And if it does really well, or at least do moderately well, they'll be like, okay, we'll move ahead with this Morbius. Now I'm getting the name fucked up. Um, Morbius film and seeing how it how it turns out. So I mean, having Jared Leto and or I think it already has a director attached to it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Espinosa, I think that's who's directing. He directed Life. Oh um, boy. <laughs> Wait, which one was Life? That was the uh, one with um, Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Rebecca Ferguson. You know the kind oh, of oh the, the alien one, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. alien one, yeah, the one that was accused of being like the Venom movie when it was being mm-hmm. before it came out. Okay, oh yeah, so every, everything comes full circle then. Yeah, I was just about to say that it comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, B, you seen the uh, Venom trailer, right? I have uh, the most how, recent one, yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about the movie? Um, I mean, I'm still going to see it. I mean, Tom Hardy has never stirred me wrong, so and he's usually right. a very picky actor. 
when it comes to it. I mean, he, it's great because he can choose between doing big movies, smaller films, but usually he always brings his A game to it. So, I mean, if he saw something in this project that definitely had a lot of potential, then I'll um, definitely uh, check it out. I mean, does it have a potential to not be good, especially mm-hmm. since it's, this is the a fully produced Sony Spider-Man film that Marvel Studios has no involvement with? I mean, it's possible, but but I, I'm intrigued to see how it turns out. I'm, but I'm hoping for the best, though. I'm going to withhold my judgment till I see the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, that is all the news we have. All right. Well, uh, Beat, I don't know if they have trailer parks in Australia, do they? Uh, we do, actually. We have quite a few. Oh, good. Yeah, then you feel right, should feel right at home. Uh, Brian, what's our first new trailer to talk about this week? First one we're going to talk about is Dead Knight, formerly known as Apple Cart, which I did not know that until I was getting the okay. the information. We reviewed it, though, the original trailer when it was mm-hmm. Apple Cart. I think I remember that. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, this seems like a stupid name for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say that, I, actually, before when I sat down and watched the trailer, I saw it, Bria Grad, Barbara Crampton. Why mm-hmm. the combination of that the, those actresses sounds familiar and then I watch it and I read up after like oh god yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I thought the sorry. same thing I was like they must really like working on movies together yeah because <laughs> <laughs> so. well that's the thing since it's called Dead Night now it didn't immediately cross my mind that this was the same movie right when, uh, before I even watched it but uh, from the trailer, though, I I was actually I looked pretty decent. Like it has a pretty good atmosphere, cool visual style, um, and of course you know Bria Grant and Barbara Cramney. You can't go mm-hmm. wrong there. Um, I give it a watch. I I mean I don't. I think d- they could have come up with a better alternative title than Dead Night because it sounds a little generic. But a little bit, yeah, it, yeah. But I give it a watch. I say I'll check it out. Mm. I think it looks cool as shit, man. I have no yeah. idea what the hell it's about, but I'm excited about it. Mm. Yeah, and I, I like I like Dead Knight better than Apple Cart, <laughs> except that it is uh, the probably most generic name they could have possibly come up with. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they stuck with Apple Cart because I kind of <laughs> yeah. wanted to know what the whole Apple Cart thing was about. Yeah, I'd be about? yeah, I'd be episode, I'd be upset if you watched the movie and there was like no Apple Cart in it. Yeah, I'd be like, it's this just, you know, standalone amazing movie. And then as soon as it ends, you're like, where was the fucking apple cart? Mm-hmm. It's a, as the as the filmmakers would say, it's a metaphor. <laughs> ah, you're probably right. Yep. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure that's exactly right. <laughs> Her feelings were not the goddamn apple cart. Where's the fucking apple cart? <laughs> I was I was surprised to see A.J. Bowen in this. I haven't seen him in anything for in a while. I think last thing I saw him in i remember was when they went to the uh they went out like to south america or whatever to where father was had all those people in the cult oh, this, you guys remember oh, that this, one? Oh, the sacrament yeah that yes, was a great the thing. sacrament yeah yeah i don't think i've seen him in anything since that movie to now that i, I think, yeah, now that i, I think, think about so. it can't think of anything mm. but uh yeah he used to show up in a lot of stuff back in back in the day but oh uh, he was in your next mm-hmm Oh, was he in your next? Okay. Yeah. Like Crispian. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. Of course. And then the guest, right? We we review that one as well. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, we've covered it more than I thought we had. Then. Ooh, yeah. I'm having trouble keeping up now. <laughs> Okay, uh, Dead Night will be released September 22nd. And on to our next and final trailer is Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage. Nicolas fucking Cage? What? Fuck yeah. <laughs> now, is it is it fair to say that this, this trailer alone I can just mark as my movie of the year, just based on this trailer? Because uh, <laughs> I was blown away by this trailer. It looks amazing. It it does look kind of awesome, doesn't it? <laughs> Nicholas Cage, man, what is he doing? Yeah, uh, from what I hear, like people who have seen the movie have told me, like, if you thought the trailer's inside, there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that's in the like that's not shown in the trailer. That's even more insane than what you see in that trailer. Hmm. Well, I'm one hundred percent in. I've been hearing about this movie for a while now, and the trailer just completely sold me on it. Yeah, I had kind of the same reaction to this. I don't have any idea what the bucket's about, but I am down. <laughs> Bobby, um, well, from actually, just recently, it's gonna because I live here in Melbourne, and um, it's just actually been announced because we have a film festival here, the Melbourne International Film Festival, and it's actually been announced that. Um, Mandy will be playing at the film festival in early August, so nice. I'm excited to see it in in a big on the big screen with a huge crowd who are just uh, who I think are just as excited for this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. What did you think, Lance? I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> what, <laughs> animated animated sequences and like acid trip sequences, and I mean, what what's this movie about? All I know, it's got centibite esque creatures on motorbikes. That's all I all I need to know. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm kind of looking at the uh, the director here, director slash writer. He hasn't really done anything else. I, it's I, bizarre. He did um he did uh Beyond the Black Rainbow. I haven't seen it yet, but I've that. heard that. But you know who his dad was? Uh uh-uh, uh His no dad idea. was uh, the director. Uh oh! Blood Part Two. What? Dude, Cobra what? and Tombstone. Oh no! Shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that was his uh, dad. Interesting. Yeah, Tombstone's one of my ten favorite films of all time. Definitely yeah. my favorite western ever. <laughs> Looking at cast list, we also have Bill Duke and Richard Brake. Ah, Richard Brake, friend of the Richard show. Brake. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Him. I thought I saw him pop up in the trailer. I actually let out a squeal when I saw du- uh, Bill Duke because I didn't realize uh-huh. he was in the movie too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love Bill Duke. He's awesome. Well, it should be a lot of fun then. When when does it come out here? Or do we know? Uh, yeah. Uh, Beat will get to see it in August, but we'll have to wait September 14th. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll all be there. Yeah, I'll tell. You, I'll say this, guys. Um, if you're going to review Mandy, you should do that like with Drive Angry as the other film. <laughs> Not a bad choice. Oh wow! If wow. you do, uh, I got to be on that episode because I think I have a lot to say about both movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
love driving. I love driving angry. I saw it in 3D when it first came out. I've never oh, seen would... it. I'd love to though. Oh, you have it, to. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and that is our last trailer. All right, cool. So, uh, Phil, got any feedback this week, man? Uh, Ryan Stevens says, I'll give it a watch. And we haven't heard back from him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Samantha Bean says, uh, the Sci-Fi Channel one is so much better. And it's the original. Hmm. Well, there okay. you have it. Yeah, when they say a Sci-Fi Channel version of a movie is better, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that concerns me slightly. Uh, regarding the new trailer, for I, I feel like this is a bigger decision than it should be. The whole watching Truth or Dare or not watching the goddamn thing. Dude, it's only an hour and a half. Okay? <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, regarding the new trailer for The Predator, uh, which I just caught up on because I looked at the cheat. Uh, Stephen Loblehead says, uh, I kind of dig it. I kind of do, too. It looks awesome all of a sudden. The first trailer was terrible. Um, Thomas Mariani says, uh, finally a good trailer. There you go. Man, I, have you guys checked that one out? Yeah. Is, is that the, um, is that the Red Band one or the other one that had like the big massive Predator reveal at the end of it? Cause uh, I didn't see the Red, cause I didn't see the Red Band one. I only saw the second trailer that came out recently as well. Yeah, I saw the one that came out a few days ago. It's got the the big massive predator at the end of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see a red band one, but like leaps and bounds better than that first piece of shit they came out with. Oh yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. Uh, regarding Tarantino's upcoming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Alex Tim says, uh, QT, the guy who retired, right? Did he say he retired? <laughs> I, don't I don't think that's a thing. Alex, come on, dude. <laughs> I think he's supposed to retire. I think he's, he's doing what, like two more films and retiring? Is that how? I, I don't um, I think, I'm totally I think talking he, out of my ass, by the I way. Think, I think it's one more film because he said he wanted to do 10 and then he was going to uh, okay. retire after that. Yeah. Terrible I, 10, huh? Yeah. I know this is like of it. Yeah. Whatever you'll stick to it, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, he seems like one of those guys who, if he said 10 movies and he's retiring, he, he, he may do that. He'll probably produce a shitload more. But or we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited about this one, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, let's see. Brian created a poll in the group uh, after watching the Mandy trailer. Hey, look at that. There you go. Is is this Nicolas Cage's comeback? Uh, right now, no is barely edging out yes. Ouch. Uh, those, to be fair, those people who voted no are pretty terrible. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a couple of no's right here. Stephen Loblad says, I say no because in my worthless opinion, he never fell off. Don't, don't fuck with the age. <laughs> that is true. I, I'll give that guy credit. <laughs> uh, Don and Ellie. Uh, says uh, he never left. I've always enjoyed his stuff. Drive Angry, Lord of War, Mom and Dad. He's been there all along. I saw Mom and Dad. It was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yes. Agreed. 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 
Uh, let's see. C guy says uh, seems interesting. Cage is in his own lane for sure. Well, yeah, he's kind of always been there. <laughs> he's all over the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> movies are a hit and miss for me, though. Well, look, when you're in your own lane, sometimes you're on the road and sometimes you're not. <laughs> that's how Nicholas Cage drives. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Thomas Mariani says, uh, is there a, for the love of God, I hope this is the case option. Uh, I'd argue mom and dad is a start for a potential comeback more than a peak. Uh, a peak would be a leaving Las Vegas return to forum. Oh, not good. Probably not going to happen again. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's still got a lot of years left. I, he's yeah. not a young guy anymore, but he's he's not super old. I mean, look at Anthony Hopkins or, you know, somebody True. Like, True. I don't know if he's going to end up in Anthony Hopkins, but he might. He's in enough fucking movies. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Patrick Lear says, uh, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Alex Tim says, might not be his comeback, but it looks like my kind of movie. Yeah, uh, I think we're all in. I like it, man. It looks cool. Man, he's going to be interesting. All right, I got to take uh, what I said before. All these no voters are pretty awesome now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> looks can be deceiving. <laughs> Uh, that's it for the, for feedback this week. Uh, thanks for everybody who reaches out for, to us. Um, we love your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, we're still running the contest on, on iTunes, so be sure to give us a five-star rating, and uh, you get a T-shirt. That's what we're doing, right? Yep, T-shirt. Yeah. And check us out on all the other uh, social medias. Uh we even have a Tumblr page. Look at that shit. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. If you're not a part of that, what are you doing with your life? So <laughs> hit us up, man. We're here for you. And now we're going to move on to our featured attractions. And this week it's the horror films of Australia. We talk about Road Games, Razorback, and Blackwater. Start out with Road Games. Uh, a little bit of trivia. Director was Richard Franklin. Um, B, how many of these have you seen? He's, he's uh, also, he's not for Dick Down Under and World what? of Sexual Fantasy. Uh, I like this guy already. <laughs> yeah, well, those were the softcore, uh, <laughs> porno movies he made before he started directing oh, okay, real movies. Okay, okay, But, um, but they are pretty, past, they, I swear to God. <laughs> but they do sound pretty amazing, and, uh, I'll have to check them out at some point for uh research research purposes um right <laughs> but um well we have to watch but, them now oh yeah totally uh but richard franklin he's a really interesting director because um he was actually a protege of alfred hitchcock oh, so and it shows and <laughs> and like if you watch a lot of his films like not just road games but also like patrick um probably he like there's a lot of Hitchcock influence in both those films, particularly Road Games, and of course he would direct uh, Psycho too, as well. Like after Road Games, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's saying a lot. Yeah, he's a really cool director, and um, and definitely without a doubt, I think Road Games is definitely, in my opinion, his probably his best work. As a director, there's um, having rewatched it again recently. It definitely you can like I said sense that 
Hitchcock um, influence because I know uh, he and his writer, um, they were inspired by Rear Window when they made this film. And yeah, the, the writer is Everett DeRoche, also known for Razorback. Oh, of course. What was the thing I was going to say? <laughs> and he also wrote Patrick as well. No kidding. And yeah, he, he's like probably one of the most prolific Australian exploitation slash horror writers that we've had. And he also wrote um, Harlequin, a horror legend of the... But who wrote Dick Down Under? That's what I want. Um, I'm not sure, but I would. I need to, but this is uh, but this is far research. I need to find out right about right. now. <laughs> For uh, research purposes, of course. <laughs> well, what did you? So you said this was one of your favorite favorite mm. of of his films, right? If not, oh, yeah. if not your favorite of what? What did you like about this movie? I mean, what what, what set I, it apart so much? I think one of the main reasons why I really liked it so much, like it's actually a really cool, like you, it does have that sort of like, um, you know, that sort of rear window vibe when you're kind of like, is the character like actually seeing a killer going around? Like we know mm-hmm. there's a killer going around, but does he think there's the person who's he sees all the time, like a serial killer or is it all playing up in his head? And of course you can't go wrong with casting um, Stacey Keach in the lead role. And that guy's just right. like, this full of charisma and and likability and we're kind of and you can't just help but just be taken in by his character and of course you know jamie lee curtis is in the film as well and and they sort of have really good rapport with each other and there's some really intense sequences in the film as well and you know it it's got a great score it's beautifully shot it's and it just keeps you like gripped from beginning to end. And there's a, like a shot at the beginning of the film, like at uh, at a motel, that is just like beautiful. Like it's probably one of the most stunning shots ever in a horror film. And it's it's just to me, it's just just a top quality film in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brian? Oh, I I think out of the three that we're going to talk about tonight, this was my favorite. Um, yeah, yeah, because um, throughout the movie, you just I, you wasn't really sure of what he thought was happening was really happening. Yeah, and I just love the way it was shot, and then the the chemistry between him and Jamie Lee Curtis, I really liked. And there there was a there was even a few kind of I don't know if it was purpose, but um, there was some comedic moments in there that I, I oh, really I'm sure it was with. on purpose. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, think that, I, yeah, I think they were on purpose. Yeah. Okay, so I really enjoyed that, but um, yeah, overall, I thought this was a really, really great film. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I may have to give this another watch, man, because uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, well, I, to be fair, I didn't finish the whole movie. Um, oh, no, I, that's yeah. always the kiss of death, right? Uh, I I started it and then uh, it, like. Three quarters of the way through, it had some sort of connection problems or something. Oh, no, you and, missed the uh, best part for sure. Yeah, I probably missed the best part, and I was trying to watch it like with my family. I'm like, hey, you guys want right. to watch an 80s <laughs> Australian horror movie? <laughs> to which they were thrilled, let me tell you. And 
So no, we, we we got through we got through most of it, and then there were some right. connection problems. And my first thought was, oh thank God, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. because uh, mostly uh, it, it makes sense that he uh, really loves his Hitchcock stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. It, it takes forever to really get ramped up and going. It's it's a whole lot of is. Is he is he is he crazy? Is this really mm-hmm. happening? Um, there's there's a whole lot of setup involved in the story. Okay. Um, but I can see where it could be very good, and I kind of want to watch it again now, just to just so I can see the end, and like watch it by myself so that I can really take it in. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really love the 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 char- the Stacy Keach's character and the way that he kept talking to his dog that he thought it was a dingo <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> was it a dingo? Was it not a dingo? Oh, you got it. Uh uh no spoilers, uh-uh. baby. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Go back and that's a it. that's a that's a punchline you have to wait till the movie. So <laughs> I was thinking the whole time I was like, that doesn't look like a dingo at all. <laughs> <laughs> And I, but yeah, I love the I love the way that, and I love the title "Road Games" and the way he would play those little games. Like, oh, there's you know, there's Mister and Mrs. Uh, Bit, yeah, there's Mrs. Bitch and Mister uh, Tidy Pants over there, you know, or whatever. And <laughs> ah, there's uh, there's there's the there's a slut driving on the road, you know. And uh, it, you can definitely tell it was 1981 from the way they were talking, a lot of misogyny oh, and yeah. stuff like that in the in the dialogue, but. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun to kind of follow him and follow everything that he did. I thought it was a little far-fetched when they got into where, okay, you see this one person, and you pick her up because she's put all this pink toilet paper across the road where you yeah. you're about to wreck <laughs> your truck. And then all of a sudden, is, is he fucking with her? Making her think he's the killer, so she'll want to get the fuck out of his car, but then you're, or out of his truck, but then you're like, he follows her and... Keeps her from dying, basically saves her life in one point, and you're like, this is kind of weird. And then he runs into her later, or she happens to be at a place that he's at later, where he thinks he's fucking with the killer that's in the in the stall in the bathroom, yeah. and it's yeah. just kind of a lot of coincidences. It's a bit far fetched, guys. What I mean, about the it, guy it really with the is boat? A bit of a stretch. <laughs> what was up with that? Where guy? the fuck did he come from? Is he like a part of this whole thing, or is he just because like he he was the way he was driving, he looked like. Oh, I'm just an idiot. I don't know how to control this boat on the back of my truck. And then it, like, runs him off the goddamn road. Literally. Yeah. What's up with that, Bede? Was that on purpose? Or was that, uh, I think it was on purpose. I, I think I mean, so. Had- like, I... I think so. Like it, it's, I guess that whole like joke, but with, with the guy with the boat, that was kind of like my least favorite part of the film because it was too mm-hmm. silly and too comical, <laughs> especially in terms of everything that's happening with the rest of the movie. Because at that point, it's like you're getting inside Stacy Keys's head and him that kind of paranoia in right. his head, and and you get all these really over the top comic scenes that feel more like perfect in a Pink Panther movie than they would in, <laughs> in, a, in something like this. I really, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. I, like when he yeah. tried to jump on the motorcycle and ride off with it and immediately oh, crashed well, that into was, the... <laughs> and that was cool. yeah. Actually, the, the motorbike rider, a little bit of trivia, that was the actor who played Patrick in the original film. No, oh. you have it, okay. Yeah. But I didn't understand the guy with the boat. Is he a part of it? Does he <laughs> no, come back I think, later? I think he's just well. Uh, there's actually um, 
the thing was the ending was meant to be a lot bigger and all those little characters well, well i guess together. it's kind of a spot and you act he there's a big scene towards the end which is like a chase scene and mm-hmm. from what I was reading on the film, apparently, like, <laughs> again, as a major coincidence, as he's sort of driving around the city after the, the, the killer, like, he would still run into all those people again, and then mm-hmm. they would show up again at uh, at the very end. So it's kind of like, I guess it's meant to be kind of like his character just running into all these various people and sure, sure. over and over again. And on that stretch of highway, because... I know of that big stretch of highway that's the film takes place on, and it, it's a very long stretch of road. Like it, that goes all the way to Perth, and there's no like, uh, there's nothing. It's just that road, and you might get one or two truck stops along the way, but there's barely nothing. And I mean, the chances of running into people you probably have seen are pretty high. On the are pretty high. Okay, I mean, I haven't been on there personally, but I, you know, from what people have told me that it. It is a possibility that you would run into the same people if you're going along that one stretch of road for sometimes days on end. Especially when you can't get around a guy that can't control his fucking boat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That fucking, I was, the whole scene, I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> that guy was pissing me off, man. <laughs> uh, no. As somebody who drives for a better part of every single day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So people are just not meant to drive, and clearly that guy shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, but it really did almost look like he was doing it on purpose. Like he was swerving and literally in front of him. Well, he had to be in because like, he was already – he was not even on the road, and the guy was like, oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. And then like <laughs> – I just like the – He looked like a, like he was apologizing, like he was Canadian or something, and he's like, oh, oh sorry, and then like went <laughs> off the road to go hit him. <laughs> I just had the laugh at the beginning when that character shows up and all of a sudden the truck goes past him and all of a sudden his window just literally, literally explodes. Right. <laughs> and, but I think I kept thinking, like, why would his window explode? It's like, oh, probably a rock or something hit the window really hard. That's the only explanation. I, I, yes, so. I was very confused. It looks like the guy from Quantum Leap. Yeah. <laughs> Quantum Leap. Okay. Oh man, were you guys ready to, to to give scores, or did you want to talk about any more scenes in the movie? Uh, I think we're ready. Uh, yeah, all right. Ready. What'd you think, Bead? Scale of one to ten, man. I, I I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Holy I really shit. love it. I really love it that much. So all right. Well, on your recommendation, I'm gonna go back and 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 finish watching it because right now I feel like I can't even really give a score. Yeah, but the score really that can. I'm gonna. Yeah, um, the score that I'm going to give it is is a four. I think it had a good setup. It was just so slow. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I know. The ending, Sorry. The ending is where they really got into the road. And, and and what I like about it is the title of the movie is Road Games, and there's so many different games that are being played on all different levels, up to and including the killer, you know, yeah. playing games with everybody. So well. And especially no, now that I know that he directed Dick Down Under, I, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you make it a film festival night or what? Yeah, we're going to do it. We're, we're, we're going through his entire <laughs> plethora of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who went uh, next, Brian, me or you? Uh, I think I did. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. I really, nice, really nice. enjoyed it. Um, I love Stacey Keach in it. Um and I felt like you just got little elements of different kind of movies. You got, you know, you got the chase mm-hmm. scene, 
you got some comedy in there and um i had a lot of fun with this one yeah i wouldn't say it even has a bit of a giallo influence in there as well especially in that mm. first oh, yeah. half of the movie makes sense and maybe the only time i've seen stacy quiche as a good guy <laughs> that is true that he's is usually, true in my in my experience he's usually trying to bust cheech and chong <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> or destroy the jews or turn into a lizard <laughs> yeah it, if i it, i think if i'd rated this in 81 at that age that i was then i probably would have given it a 10 because i fucking loved these kind of suspense movies and i loved road trip movies in general but, you know, in retrospect, it's a little bit dated, but I'll still give it a strong seven. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, you know, obviously loved it a heck of a lot more than I than I didn't. So I, I would actually go watch it again right now. So, you know, strong seven. A little bit dated. I thought a little bit coinc- too many coincidences in there that might not could have happened. Um, yeah. B, the way you explained it makes a little bit more sense where that was actually kind of part of the story where he was going to yeah. run back up into everyone again at that that great finale there. Oh, and I love oh, the yeah. part of the finale where I just thought for sure he was fucked there at the end. And then oh, yeah. mm-hmm. when it twisted there um, and he got out of it, <laughs> not to give too much away, Phil, but yeah, you need to check it out, man. It's a good movie. Seven on, seven on ten for me. All right. It's on the docket. Well, it should have already been on the docket. <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move on to Razorback. Uh, director Russell Mulcahy. Also known for Highlander, uh, great movie, and what? Du- and Highlander, yeah, of course, there could be only one, <clears throat> and also dozens, if not hundreds, of music videos. <clears throat> he actually directed the uh, very first music video ever shown on MTV, "Video Kill the Radio Star" by the Buggles. Mm. Uh, writer- music video trivia. Yeah, writer Everett DeRoche, you might know that name from Road Games. A um, few little pieces of trivia. Uh, Russell Mulcahy said that the producer of Razorback offered him the chance to direct after seeing his Duran Duran music video, Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing. Um, after <laughs> Now, hey, this is a big one. After the release of this film, Mulcahy received a surprise phone call from Steven Spielberg, curious on how he achieved some of the special effects in the dream sequence. Really? And last piece of trivia is Mulcahy originally considered Jeff Bridges for the role of Carl, but producer Hal McElroy thought he had too much or too little international appeal. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right, but Jeff, but Jeff Bridges had done Starman by that point. You know like how? And, and, on, and on that note, you're our guest, so you jump in first, man, if you want to. Okay. Um, I have kind of a special place uh, with with Razorback in my heart. I would say out of all the... I mean, I love Australian horror cinema. I mean, it's my bread and butter. Um, but it was probably, without a doubt, the first one that I was became aware of when I was a kid because I used to live in a small country town, mm-hmm. like literally in the outback. And when I was growing up, all of my brothers and sister... my bro- Sorry, my brothers, my sister, and my cousins and all that, this was the f- film that they... They would always talk about I can was Razorback. Yeah, and I, I can picture that. And I think, and I think, and I saw a clip, and I think it was the opening clip, and that opening clip with um, 
kind of spoilers for the movie where uh, the the Razorback takes the uh, the baby, and I was like, <laughs> that actually that actually trot a pig is still me, baby. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, um, that was actually kind of scared the shit out of me, and I think I was about six or seven when I saw that scene, and. Um, because I used to think, oh, freaking hell, a Razorback's going to come and take me in my sleep. Um, <laughs> but as I got older, and, um, and I actually did finally see it in my teens, and I enjoyed it. And rewatching it again recently, um, like, I don't think it is, like, on its own, maybe... I, I mean, I still enjoy the film. I don't think it's a great film by any means, but I can't deny that it's... In terms of Australian horror films, it definitely deserves its status, as a classic of Australian horror cinema, because I mean, when people think of Australian horror, Razorback is like one of the first films that they talk about. But as a film on its own, I think it's an enjoyable film. It is a mixed bag. Like there are things that are great about it. And there are some things that I'm like, Ugh, about it, but, but overall it is a fun time, but it, it clearly is Jaws. Like it is um, the Aussie equivalent of Jaws. And I mean, the film's yeah. nickname during, production was jaws on trotters that was the <laughs> that was the nickname <laughs> of the film and um and, and it still has a place in my heart and i still enjoy the film it, it, it's a fun good old-fashioned jo- killer out animal movie so uh, can we do spoilers like what what are the things that you liked about it and you said there was some stuff that you that you weren't super impressed with uh, oh yeah we're like um, effects wise on, on these i think the movies, effects right? are great like i was incredibly impressed how the effects were still held up like having rewatched it again recently and because they did use create a giant um bore for this film and it does and they did the kind of the jaws thing like you barely saw uh the bore from most yeah, of the film they just had a giant head built <laughs> yeah and um, even then it's like incredibly impressive on how it looked and also like visually the film looks amazing like i mean it doesn't surprise me like they picked russell mulcahy out of the music video world to direct this film because visually this film looks spectacular and believe it or not the film actually did win an, an Australian Academy Award for Best Cinematography like back in the early 80s um, I'm, I'm at that. I, be- I believe it yeah and it's just has a really good atmosphere visually it looks spectacular um, some of the performances are kind of all over the place although I guess that's kind of the um, one of the big my big problems with the film is that most of the performances, other than the um, the grandfather who has, you know, the personal vendetta against the ball, most of the acting isn't all that good, yeah. particularly the two kind of um, <laughs> yeah. Bogan characters, I guess Hillbilly, but Bogan characters who, mm-hmm. when I watched the film, it's like, oh, geez, I'm like watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 again. That's what it felt like when every time those two characters <laughs> popped oh, up on, during the film. come on, they're great, though, man. With his little, his little like pig squeal thing that he did the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah. It's laugh. like, I, I mean, I can see some people might enjoy that, but I think as a, it's a kind of a cultural cringe when I see mm-hmm. something like that. It, Cause it's sort of like the definition that's like, uh, this is like what some people think of Australia. It's characters like these two. <laughs> oh, I, I, I figured he was doing the, the whole laugh just because of the whole Razorback theme. And then they just kind of overdid it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they were, they're just also very over the top as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they both play, I mean, they both played the characters very well. Cause I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well go full bore, no pun intended. No, um, no. <laughs> with their performances. 
But it's just like, yeah, I think they were just a little too over the top for my taste. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a fun movie. Like, I mean, as like I said, as far as giant killer animal movies, like it, it's a right. it's a fun time. Oh, very yeah. Fun I mean, time. yeah, better than most of the sci-fi channel giant animal movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, I I I had to watch this one twice too. Um, the first time I watched it, I, I, uh, it was really late and I'd been working all day. And, uh, so I kind of, I kind of fell asleep in the middle of it and I missed the dream sequence, uh, fitting, but, uh, <laughs> I went back and watched it again and, uh, man, it was, I, I, I was really kind of impressed with it. There's mm-hmm. definitely a little bit dated. Some of the special effects are, uh, like. kind of things <laughs> especially like at the end when they have uh that what what the hell is that plant that they have are they making it, pet food yeah i think they were making some kind of pet food or okay. something like that that's why uh, the reporter was there in the first place so mm-hmm. oh right okay well there's like steam shooting off everywhere and then like one of the uh uh like catwalk things falls down and it it, it kind of keeps bouncing like it's on some sort of animatronic stilt thing, and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the uh, you know the, the 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 giant Razorback is you can tell that it's just a big animatronic head, and it looks good. It's super. It's super gross and scary looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first thought when I saw it was, well, that's 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 Jaws, just not quite as well done. Uh, yeah. but I, I, I really enjoyed this one, man. It was, a, it was a good movie. I can't believe I've never seen it. Plus Razorbacks are kind of the just cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> of, yeah of I, I, I'll say that living in the country, I, we would see like pigs and, you know, wild pigs and boars running around and they pretty much are, and they can be pretty big too. They're not afraid to like charge at you if they want to. Yeah. So and there's a, there's always big groups of them, and all they do is destroy shit. They're not mm-hmm. indigenous to anything. They're, they're just pests. And, uh, like, here, there's, uh, like, they, they mentioned in the movie that there's no season on uh, on Razorbacks. And here, there's no season on boars. You can, I've seen videos of people shooting them with machine guns out of helicopters. Oh, wow. Or, blowing them up <laughs> you know and there's there's no rule against that so uh uh i i, I don't know i liked it I, th- I thought it was pretty good um they are pretty scary and uh mm. that dream sequence was kind of amazing uh, yeah it was, i'll give yeah. him credit for that man the cinematography was was really good especially for 1981 uh i'm impressed i liked it what you think brian um, this it this was okay. Um, I was a little disappointed. I wanted to see more of the Razorback right. throughout the movie. Um, the acting was fine. Um, I thought the one actress was uh super cute from uh wasn't she from uh one of the Road Warrior mo- uh, Mad Max movies? Wait, um, was she, was she the one who died early? Uh, no, no, no. The the one the blonde that was naked. One. The blonde one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was okay. <laughs> He, really, oh, yeah, he like, she, uh, walks yeah. up to her while she's in the shower. <laughs> outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was in Mad Max 2. I'm just looking 
looking her up now on, yeah. the, on Wikipedia. Yeah, she was the captain's girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and bringing it back to that opening scene, I did not see that coming. The way the Razorback just destroyed the house like that and took the baby. Mm-hmm. It it kind of it kind of got me because I was definitely not a, I didn't know what I was gonna what I was expecting and when that happened I was like wow I that and that's what I thought I was gonna get more of throughout the movie and it I just was kind of a little underwhelmed. Didn't come through quite quite the way you wanted, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I liked all the characters. I liked the um, help. <laughs> I'm sorry, B, but the the two hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of felt like I was looking at a movie in Texas, and you mentioned the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, so that's cool. Yeah, but um, it, it's like the attempted rape and all that that scene and all, yeah. all those fucking idiotic moves that they were doing. And when you went, I, I think early in, you went into the bar and you kind of saw them acting like idiots in the bar. And it, does everybody in Australia have a gun, Bead? Uh, no, we have, um, not, not really much anymore. Well, probably more back then, but now okay. since we got gun, gun laws and stuff right. like that, probably something, not as much. Something we probably need here in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, cause we, you, you need a hunting license to even, even right. get one, like a proper, like to own a gun, like if you're hunting or something like that. But, um, probably back then it was a completely different story. Like they can just grab a gun sure. from out under the counter and go. Right. And go hiding for boars. <laughs> well, it certainly looked that way in road games, too. You know, it's like the wild, wild west. I mean, both these movies kind of reminded me of the wild west. You know, the way men could act however they wanted to act. And like you said, grab a grab a, a, a rifle from underneath the table or whatever and just have at it. Um, but no, yeah. it was definitely a fun movie. You could, you could definitely, definitely see the director's influences from the music videos and stuff like that. Very visual movie. Mm. Uh, very trippy movie. I think you know probably would go well with some mushrooms or a bit oh, of, yeah. a, a bit of weed or <laughs> Phillips vaporizer or whatever. But uh, I, 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 would, I just I just want to be the producer who saw this movie. It's like who saw Razorback was like, let's get this guy for Highlander, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really had a fun time watching the movie for sure. You get you guys ready for scores? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bead? Yeah, I'm ready. Had a lot to do with uh, your childhood, right? Oh, uh, yeah, well, um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Well, 10, I think, right? so if, oh, well, not really a 10 out of 10, but I think realistically it would be more of a 7 out of 10. Like, it is a fun movie. It does have its okay. problems, and it's, but it's definitely, yeah, it, it'd be a 7 on 10 for me. Good score. Philip? Yeah, I think that's where I'm leaning towards, too. I'm going to say a seven. Um, I, I, I think I, I liked it better than I thought I was going to, especially for, a, a, you know, a 1981 movie that I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I do have a question. Uh, so the the hillbilly guys that were uh, that were trying to rape the girl at the beginning, I mean, he ends up – do, can I do spoiler alert? Yeah, of course. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> he he does end up killing them off, right? Well, at least mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, right. d- does he know that they tried to rape his I wife? I think at that point he realized it, right? How does he know that? How know. does anybody uh, know that? Somehow he sussed it together, didn't he? Well, I know. He, I think he finds out that he, they were the last ones to see her. Okay. I think. All right. Yeah. Well, they just didn't play that well. They're dumb. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the movie was slightly edited for theaters because there is, when it was released on video here in Australia, there was actually an uncut version that had lots more bloodier scenes in it. Oh, like okay. a, it, Yeah, there was, like it's actually that version of the cuts coming on an upcoming Blu-ray that, that's going to be released in a, Australia, but it's only a like a standard definition one because they can't get a HD copy of it. But yeah, they're like, there's one character's death who I won't spoil who... You don't really see them die on screen, but when you but in this version of the film, you actually see literally their fa- half their face get bitten off by the Razorback. Oh, yeah, that could have been cool, like uh, <clears throat> Hannibal style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Um, seven on seven for me. Yeah, I'm going seven also. I really enjoyed it. I had a, had a fun time watching the movie. Um, the acting definitely wasn't as good as the first film we talked about tonight, but the uh, the visuals were yeah, probably a little better. So, yeah, give it a good strong seven. Um, I'm also give it a seven. Um, I thought the the visuals in the dream sequence was uh, pretty cool, trippy. Um, I like the look of the Razorback. I just wish there was more Razorback throughout the movie. So I'm gonna go seven. Cool. All sevens. That doesn't happen all the time. Uh, directors and writers were David Nerlich and Andrew Trauchy? Trauchy? I, I think maybe it's Trauchy. Trauchy. Okay. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure because, yeah, I'm not going to attempt uh, butchering anyone's name. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, they were also known for The Reef, which I have seen, and a segment in the ABCs of Death. Not sure which letter, but I've seen those. Uh, this film used very little CGI. The crocodile was real, and practical effects were used. Oh, I like it. Uh, the crocodile appears to remain unseen throughout. In reality, crocodiles and other crocodilians, <laughs> if that's a real word, typically don't stay under longer, much more than 15 minutes. And over an hour in extreme cases. Uh, so Blackwater, and I think they've already got a U.S remake is that was that a remake guys or was that just a film with the same name uh, well, if they managed to get uh jean-claude van damme and Dolph lundgren to be in it that would be a single remake because <laughs> i know I, there is a Blackwater starring then that yeah. just came out recently oh, for I, no, I started watching that and i was like ah, oh I, I know what you're talking about about uh, watching that for like 30 minutes before I realized it's, it was the wrong movie. Wow. So. Way wrong movie. <laughs> I was like, is that Van Damme? Wait a uh, minute. But, but <laughs> Something's uh, not going on here. Uh, but B, I think you, there is you were a... able to see Sorry. it, right? No, you were able to see this, right, B? Yeah, well, it's on Netflix Australia here, which is oh, kind of surprising. lucky uh, bastards. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I actually saw this when it came out like 10 years ago and rewatching it again now. Like, Australia has only made a few Killer Crocodile movies. Um, Rogue mm-hmm. is probably the best well-known one, uh, the Greg McLean film. Yeah. And also, most recently, one that I actually did my uh, horror down under column on probably a few months back was uh, Dark Age, which is a really cool movie if you haven't had a chance to see that yet. And um, Blackwater, I think, is still a really good one as well. Like, what I think it, it gives an advantage over the other two, as mm-hmm. much as I think I prefer those two over this one, is that Blackwater is actually really intense. Because even though, yeah, it's not 
possible for a crocodile to be under submerged underwater for that long. But the fact you don't really see it all that much, like again, it's that Jaws approach. You rarely see the crocodile. And since the two, the three main characters are literally stuck in a tree surrounded by water, you just don't know where that croc is, is or where he's going to pop out. And so you are, and it's an intense situation where the, character, where the characters have to try to get out of the situation, whether they have to actually swim or try to go to another tree because you don't know where that croc's going to come up. And, um, and, and so in that regard, it's really effective. And also it's really well acted. The three leads are actually um, really likable and you actually do care about what happens to them in the film. And I think that's the key for a film like this is that you got to make the characters likable and and also they just play their parts really well and yeah it's just a really intense film and i think the use of having a crocodile actually there or at least make it look like a real crocodile's there or maybe they kind of composite a real one in there the kind of you know in certain shots and all that but i think it really adds to the more intensity of the story and it really works rather effectively overall yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, this, these kind of movies really get me. These uh, movies that this could possibly happen, mm. and yeah, you're right. They are very likable, except I would say I kind of didn't like the husband because that was real helpful that he sang that song about three cheeky monkeys sitting in a tree. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah, that probably wasn't the best thing to do in a situation like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> but I really, I really enjoyed this movie. The crocodile I thought was awesome, and you didn't really need to see like actual gore in this one. I thought it was really effective. Just, just not that whole not knowing what's happening, but you kind of picture it in your mind, and just uh, not being able to. Uh, go anywhere because they're stuck in a tree and then you got a boat floating there that's maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away and you just can't get to it. You you know, you don't know if you... And the water's not that deep. You can actually walk through the water. Mm-hmm. But it's just that whole not knowing where he's going to pop up. You could go to the boat. You could go to another tree or, or you can climb down the tree that you're already in. He could be right there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really effective throughout Really and great were, movie. Yeah, and there were actually like scenes that legitimately made me jump as well. And I've seen this movie twice, and there was one in particular that I forgot about, and it just made me jump again after what had happened. It was like, in that regard, it's it's like you said, it's a it's pretty intense film, and it's definitely worth tracking down if um if anyone's interested in seeing it. Yeah, yeah. you guys make I, it sound pretty good. I think you, I think you and Phila would enjoy this one. Yeah, I think I would too. It, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd unfortunately, you? Unfortunately, the other Blackwater I was thinking, I do not think it's a remake because it says Blackwater is a movie starring, and then it gives people we've never heard of four young women tourists are hunted by ruthless oh, gosh. in the Florida Everglades. I watched terrible, the man. first thirty minutes of that. I thought it was like a Cinemax like <laughs> softcore, the way it kind of gave a feel. Yeah, yeah, that was some low-budget shit, right? Yeah, because I thought, okay, it was for American women. I, I thought I thought they, 
they were vacation, but it turns out they were like in the glades in Florida, and I was like, this right. is the complete wrong movie. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's I did the same thing, man. I watched so I, I I watched like a good hour's worth of the wrong movies <laughs> between Van Damme and softcore porn chicks. Uh, that would be hilarious. It's like, oh, man, this is going to be Van Damme and Lundgren taking on a killer crocodile. This is going to be awesome. Right. <laughs> There's no Although crocodile like, in this movie. Wait a minute. <laughs> Actually, I was reading the other day. Apparently, there is an actual Blackwater sequel coming. Nice. Um, I've heard about that as well, yeah. It's got that. the subtitle of Abyss, and one of the directors mm-hmm. is coming back to direct it. And okay. all I re- know about it is from the plot synopsis on IMDb, it says friends exploring a remote cave system in Northern Australia find themselves threatened yeah. by a pack of crocodiles. Wow. Um, so they're upping the ante. Having, instead of one crocodile, <laughs> it's going to have uh, a whole pack of them. I oh, am so... That makes sense. Wow. <laughs> well, may- maybe when that one comes out, they'll put this one on Netflix US or something, huh? Oh, I yeah. think it was on there for a minute, and maybe we missed it, was it? or something. Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't find the damn thing. At least we got to watch road games, Philip. Half of it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to finish that one. That was actually a really good movie. Yeah, I got to so. check it out. All right, we. Well, I to- only did half of my work today. Sorry. Uh, it happens. It happens. All right, you guys ready for scores, or was there anything else you wanted to? talk about yeah i, I don't it really i don't really want to spoil it since you guys haven't seen it so i think i think we can go ahead and get scores we're gonna yeah, hold totally. back a little bit on spoiling huh yeah well we know they're stuck in a tree so I, i'm guessing they get out or at least one final girl does maybe maybe not you're just gonna have to find out <laughs> i guess we'll find out <laughs> i definitely want to see it brian i need to know where you checked it out man i'll, I'll let you know okay Fair enough. It's up. It's on my list right after Dick Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> that it has to be a mandatory movie. <laughs> if you can even still find it, right? Uh, oh. It should be too hard. Um, <laughs> it's be you could you could probably purchase it in Australia somewhere, like because that we right. got tons of exploitation movies like on DVD mm-hmm. and Blu-ray in Australia. So if you know where to look, you'll be able to find it. All right, well, we'll check it out. <laughs> Maybe the next show, Bede, we'll invite you back. Exactly. Oh, wait, but you want to, uh, wait a minute, which show you want to do Drive Angry and Mandy with us, right? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll definitely do that one for sure. All right, but, September, so, right? My co-host Marcy has to be on that one too, because she would die to be on that episode. Oh, uh, she's cool. a big Drive Angry fan, is she? Oh, she just loves Nicolas Cage like I do. So okay. Maybe we'll do a whole Nicolas Cage episode, do those two in, in, in a third movie or something. Maybe mom and dad. Have you guys done mom and dad? I on love the... mom and dad. Yeah, great. Movie. We haven't we haven't done it on the show though. I think that would be show, fun. I love yeah. the movie. Yeah, we could probably do those, like those three, since they're kind of like the three kind of main horror films that Nicolas Cage has been in recently. All right, sounds like a plan, Brian. So, yep, yeah, it's on the schedule. <laughs> Oh, you guys didn't give your scores for Black. Oh yeah. Oh oh. <laughs> Go ahead, B. Uh, I give ten. it about a seven out. I, a seven out of ten. All right, nice, nice. Uh, I'm gonna go seven and a half. Um, there we go. Horror, horror wise, I think I think this was uh, the more effective of the three movies. So mm-hmm. the scary situation. 
I don't want to be stuck in a tree with a crocodile. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, babe, tell us again. Uh, wh- where can we find you, man? Uh, if anyone wants to find me, they can find me, uh, like all my writings and all that, my reviews, columns, and also um, the podcast that I co-host with uh, Super Marcy over at uh, Super Marcy's Super Network. Uh, we're going to be doing, like I said, we're going to be doing some new shows very soon, so keep a look out for that, particularly our new spin-off show, which I think people will be excited about, but, uh, but hopefully we'll do that soon. Um, you can also find my Australian horror film themed column uh horror down under over at the screencast.com and i am doing um a new one very soon on the 2003 uh zombie film undead so keep a look out for that and also if anyone wants to find me on twitter i'm uh, i'm at uh at jemine or you can follow my fan oh wait a minute you can aussie you kind of faded out a little. It's at it's at bead dot Oh, uh, uh, Twitter at uh, at bead It's like okay, one word. Gotcha. Not ger- German or however the hell I pronounced it. <laughs> don't worry, you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> it's just Everyone's... the way to do it without the accent. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Wait, what, about your, what about Sorry. your movie? Where's that? I'll buy a short film. Uh, you can check it out at. On YouTube, it's probably the best place to check it out. Just check out the, mm-hmm. um, the YouTube channel Fortnite Films. Again, Fort is in Fighting Someone and Knight is in uh, Knight in Shining Armor on YouTube. And you can find my okay. short film Solace there and as well as a whole bunch of uh, short films that the uh, group has made as well. All right, well, nice. Cool. cool, man. We appreciate you coming on, dude. Um, yeah. Three great Australian movies. Brian, why didn't you pick um, Wolf Creek? Yeah, I'm surprised Wolf Creek didn't get picked. I was about to say, I thought that was the quintessential Australian. Yeah, I wanted to go with the the lesser known to to kind of get these movies out there that people might not know about. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing about Australian horror cinema. There's, like, such a vast range of films. Like, you can easily do multiple episodes on on Australian horror. Yeah, I think we picked th- three pretty good ones, and I and you know what, I hadn't seen any of these before, so very yeah. glad that I saw Razorback finally, and very glad that I finally saw Road Games because I definitely saw it advertised a lot when I was young. I'm not sure why I never watched it. That's crazy, but uh, yeah, glad glad we glad you picked these, Brian. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Wish I'd have seen uh, <laughs> Blackwater and some more of right. <laughs> Road well, Games. Uh, you will. All right, so uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, you know we would love to hear your ideas and feedback. We're at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. We're on uh, Instagram, Podbean, Stitcher. Where else are we, Brian? Everywhere. <laughs> Facebook. Stitcher, Instagram. isn't that a video game one? Are we on that? <laughs> I think so. I think we're there. I was looking and I saw it was on there. So I've been told we're we're we're, I've been told we're on some some things that I I didn't even know we were on there. So I think some of them link to iTunes or something like that. So if you're on iTunes, I think you automatically get on some of the others. But whatever works, man. Uh, But uh, Philip, until the horror returns again. Good.
night. Oh, man, I should have asked B that. He could say, good night, mate. Uh, oh, I good know, night. right? All right, we do. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>